0: I mean, you have to give it up for polls. This was a perfectly executed tank since he came in and was hired. You know, he, I think the the first moment I kind of really had confidence in him was when he came down and understood that he needed to tear the entire thing down first.
1: Maybe the greatest rebuilding year in the history of the NFL salary cap era pulled off by Ryan Poles and the bears. I'm not even sure if that's hyperbole at this point. We'll tell you exactly why we're feeling that way coming up next. But first and foremost, it's the Bears Wire podcast. Welcome to the show. Ryan O'Leary here, joined by Alyssa Barbieri, the managing editor of USA Today's Bears Wire. And Alyssa, it's on to 2023. It's been a long road for us, full of a lot of takes on Justin Fields throughout the season. We've really hung on to that topic throughout the year. But we finally arrived. We're finally on the other side we're on to 2023 it's a really good feeling isn't it
0: man it's very weird to sit here and feel so excited uh after the bears just finished 3 and 14 and they lost their last 10 games the last win came back in week seven against the patriots i mean it feels very weird to just be this excited considering everything that happened but you know i'm loving it and i think it's i mean we we talked about this ryan i mean last offseason remember how we have to get through 2022 We'll get through it. 2023 is going to be the year, right? That's when we're going to start seeing things happen. And it starts with this offseason, which is going to be very fun. And I don't think it's hyperbole to say that this is probably the most anticipated uh, offseason for Bears fans uh, ever.
1: <laughs> the second the Super Bowl is over, the next day, the Monday after the Super Bowl, Alyssa, the Bears are the most interesting football team from, you know, Mid February, all the way through April. Like, I just think they're going to be the most interesting team, and we're going to get to why here. But first, we just have to hold up our hypothetical glasses, um, you know, our glasses of champagne or whatever you want, sparkling water. Champagne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's toast to a perfect weekend of football for Bears fans. And yeah, I agree with you, Alyssa. It does feel weird to say this. I mean, we just lost our 10th straight game. You shouldn't be toasting to anything after losing 10 straight games, it should be a disaster. But that was a perfect weekend of football for Bears fans, and here's why. Number one, I've, I've been begging. I think you have been, too. We've been begging for the Bears to save Justin Fields from himself. We actually titled one of our podcast episodes, The Bears Need to Save Justin Fields for himself, from Himself. <laughs> so folks can go back and listen to that if they haven't caught it yet. Again, we, we appreciate you for joining us, and hit subscribe if you could. Uh, but they finally did it, right, Alyssa? They finally said, no, Justin, I know you want to play. And maybe you want to chase after this rushing record, that this all-time rushing record that you're close at and you're, you could get in this ball game. But no, we're going to wrap you in bubble wrap. We're going to make you inactive. We're going to save you from yourself. The QB rushing record is not more important than you being healthy for training camp. We're not going to risk anything. And Alyssa, first of all, that there's a lot of things that made this a perfect weekend for Bears fans. Number one, I love that. I, I said, finally, Matt, Eberflusa, whoever made that call, thank God you finally... Wrap the quarterback in bubble wrap, right? Like, jump in here. That was that was good to see. And I know folks probably wanted to see Justin chase the rushing record. But there's no player in the on the planet that has a better chance of getting that than Justin Fields. His rushing yards really exploded around that Patriots game, like you mentioned, week seven, right? That's when his rushing stats really blew up. Just think about a whole season of Justin Fields being that guy we saw in the second half of the year. Believe me, he's going to be within reach of that QB rushing record down the line. Did not have to do it this week. Week 18, there was no sense to put him out there if he's banged up. I applaud the Bears for wrapping him in bubble wrap. Thank you, Matt Eberflus, (laughs) Ryan Poles, whoever's responsible. Good job.
0: Yeah, I mean, Fields even said himself that he uh, he doesn't expect to be rushing for a thousand yards every year and he would rather be setting those passing records instead. And that's exactly what you want to hear. But yeah, that the week really started off great because we didn't have to go into this game worrying about some silly injury happening in a meaningless football game to your franchise quarterback and then have that impact what many are hoping is going to be the start to you know this team really getting back on track, uh, obviously with the offseason moves that are going to be happening. But I mean, watching this game too, like there was no Justin Fields. You're down to like practice squad guys starting like the like the backup backup starting at cornerback I mean the only thing as a Bears fan at that point you're rooting for is for them to lose I mean like it's hard to say you're rooting for them to lose because you're you're just hoping they are considering everything because nothing's at stake fields isn't in there so there's nothing really worth watching in that game but then they had another game going on um, which was the Texans Colts game which I think that I I found myself watching that I mean I I watched both games because I have to cover it but I was paying especially close attention to that Texans Colts game. And I mean, it felt like a playoff game because the number one pick was on the line and it was exciting, but just, and also knowing that Justin Fields was not going to get hurt. He was safe. That was, it It, it felt so good. And now we're heading to 2023 where he has an entire off season where he's healthy. And he did say, if it was like the playoffs, you know, he said he was feeling 80%. And if it was the playoffs that he'd be playing, but thinking, obviously, it wasn't. And it's good that the Bears were the ones to make that decision. He said the doctors shut him down immediately because um, he was ruled out even, I, I think, on Wednesday when Iberflus went to the podium. It was like Fields came in with that hip injury. He's not going to be playing. And you just kind of felt like you could breathe a sigh of relief because you didn't have to worry. And then everything else that happened this weekend, it, it, it was just perfect.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we're going to get to that here. That's point number two, but yeah, they—I mean, Fields—if they let Fields make the decision, Alyssa, like they keep saying they, oh, it's up. It's we're gonna let Justin make the call. He would have played. He probably would have played eighty percent. That's enough for Justin Fields to go play in a ball game. But uh, we didn't need him getting hurt, even if it's a minor, annoying injury like an ankle sprain or something. We want Fields healthy, living with Chase Claypool somewhere on a deserted island, throwing footballs to him and Darnell Mooney and, and all these guys. Right? Like this is what we're talking about. We want him. We don't want him rehabbing. We want him preparing for what's going to be a huge 2023. We also didn't want him playing in that ballgame, Alyssa, because we didn't know what the Vikings were going to do. And uh, we didn't want them to win because, again, we were watching the Texans Colts, right? And we, want, we wanted the Texans to win. Of course, the Texans weren't going to win, right? They're not going to beat the Colts uh, and give up the number one seed to the Bears. But you have to enter Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith, who gave Bears fans... An amazing gift to listen now. I mean, watching the ball now halftime, I wasn't watching the game like you. So uh, I appreciate you for, you know, watching both games. I love that. I checked it out at halftime. I'm like, oh, the, the Texans are up by 10. What is going on here? Oh, we got a chance. And then you see the score kind of evening out in the Colts favor a little bit in that second half. And I'm like, I know what's going on here. Nothing to see here. But all of a sudden, down seven, late fourth quarter, the Texans score. They go for two. They take the lead. It's like, what? What is going on here? And I know you have a take on Lovey Smith, right? There was a smile on his face after that game, a wry smile as he headed, you know, he he headed towards midfield to do the, you know, the post game handshake with Jeff Saturday or whatever. Alyssa, you think there's a reason for that wry smile on the on the face of Lovey Smith?
0: Oh, absolutely. That is Bears legend Lovey Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of like before that game too. There were reports about Lovey Smith was going to be fired, or he was, you know, going to talk. Uh, to the higher-ups and kind of state his case for why he deserved another season. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, because we knew Lovey was on the hot seat. And the moment we kind of saw how things panned out there, I was like, oh, yeah. Lovey gave Bears fans a parting gift uh, in the form of a win and the Bears getting the number one pick. So, I mean, that was great because – yeah, watching that game, it, it, like the first half, it was like the Texans didn't get the memo that hey, you're supposed <laughs> to be tanking, uh, and then you saw things very quickly change. And that, like, the first half effort, you could tell immediately it was just like high. And then coming in the third quarter, a bit it, it kind of slowed, and it was like, oh no, man, someone told them that they're they're not supposed to be winning. And it's like Davis Mills. It looked like he was trying to, you know, I don't know, like lead the, uh, sorry, lead the Texans to their, uh, to Bryce Young or their next, you know, number one uh, pick quarterback. So, I mean, it, it was it was quite an experience watching that game. And you got to give it up for Lovey. He knew exactly what he was doing, and I don't believe otherwise. I mean, like you can't convince me otherwise. He knew exactly what he was doing. He was like, okay, you're gonna fire me. Watch this. Right. I mean, like the way everything happened too, like the converting the fourth and 20 and then, oh, wait, we're going for two. I was like, oh, because I was like, oh, no, we're going to go for overtime. And the last time these two teams played, it was a tie, which actually, you know, the, I mean, I feel like we got to give it up for the Colts, too, because they really helped the Bears here, because if they don't tie week one with the Texans, then. You know the Bears beat the Texans in Week Three, so the Texans still would have had the would have had the tiebreaker, and they would have gotten the first pick. So that tie really helped, and like everything just kind of worked out perfectly. It really feels like it was meant to be. Like this is like the 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 stepping stone to, you know, laying the foundation for what the Bears are going to become, getting that number one pick, and everything that's going to happen because of it. I mean, it was exciting, and I mean, thank you, Lovey. We love you forever.
1: (laughs) It it was the perfect take. I, I I think I. I was texting you after the game. I'm like, what lovey lovey didn't know he was supposed to win that game for them, or he was supposed to lose that game. Alyssa, what? And you're like, no, 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 no. Lovey Smith knew exactly what he was doing. And I just, it's the perfect take. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to get to what that means for the bears heading into the offseason Now that they have the number one overall pick in 2023, it's so awesome. It's some, obviously the most valuable asset you could have the number one overall pick. Uh, so we'll be talking about that, but that's only number two. That's only reason. Number two, why this was the best weekend of football for Bears fans in a while. It was a perfect weekend of football, I should say. Number one, again, Justin Fields was wrapped in bubble wrap. Good job. Good decision. Number two, we got Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith is number two giving the Bears a gift. Uh, and number three, the Sunday night football game. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Aaron Rodgers loses yet another de facto home playoff game, right? I know it wasn't a playoff game, but it was a win-and-get-in type of situation. The Packers are playing the Lions, a team that Rodgers has dominated throughout his career. Uh, the Lions beat Rodgers and kind of embarrassed him earlier in the year. You know he wanted to win against that team. He doesn't think that team is anything. And they lose. Oh, they lose. So, I mean, Bears fans, get they get the number one seed earlier in the day, and then they get to watch Rodgers lose to Detroit. Uh, on, on home field, you know, in Lambeau, when a win would have clinched a playoff berth for Green Bay. I, that's priceless, Alyssa. So, all of those factors made this a perfect weekend for Bears fans, even though the team has lost 10 straight <laughs> getting into next year, right? The, the Rodgers thing at the end, Aaron Rodgers losing, cherry on top.
0: I still can't believe everything happened the way it did. And that was just, like you said, the perfect cherry on top. It felt like, Christmas like I mean thank you Dan Campbell thank you Detroit Lions thank you Kirby Joseph uh shout out to you my man Um, uh, I mean it was wow what an what an effort by the Lions I mean we talked about a few weeks ago Ryan right we were talking about like teams um like NFC North teams that we were most concerned about like what was the team and I think we both said the Lions and we saw exactly why who would have thought in the year 2022 or well, the the 2022 season, at least that the lions would sweep a Packers team with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Um, it was, it was really fun to watch that and to watch the Packers just crap the bed on national television and lose out on a playoff spot, which I mean, to be fair, the Packers would have been playing the 49ers the the next week. So they would have lost anyways. It would have been one and done in the playoffs because let's be real. Every time they play the Niners, it just seems like they fall apart at the seams. So I mean, wow, that was just, it was perfect. Like, I loved everything about that. You have Bears fans just kind of feeling like they're on a high. And then you have Aaron Rodgers getting kicked when he's down. And oh, it was perfect. It was the perfect football weekend.
1: Oh, it, it absolutely was. It was the perfect weekend, of course, for Ryan Poles, who he takes this job with the Bears. Alyssa, obviously, during the hiring process, he's, he's selling the McCaskies or, or the hiring committee on his plans to rebuild uh, the program. And Ryan Poles and the Bears just had the greatest rebuilding year of all time, I think, right? This is the greatest rebuilding year of all time. They head into the offseason with the number one overall pick in 2023. They have north of a hundred billion in cap space, as we've covered. So they have a chance at this point to really – they really control everything. They control free agency because they have the cap space to control free agency. Everyone's going to be waiting to see what. what are the Bears going to do. They obviously control the draft. I mean, these – we always see big, crazy trades in the draft, right? Even in the days leading up to it. But the first domino has to be the Bears. What are they going to do at number one? Because they don't need the quarterback, right? That's, that's the, the, the best part of this. And this is what we talked about heading into this season, knowing that this is going to be a really tough year. Uh, we said we need to see the development from Fields. That's what we're hoping to see. Well, we saw it, right? I think we've all seen enough development from the quarterback that you have to you have to be comfortable moving forward with Fields as the franchise guy. You're not, you're not drafting... A Bryce Young, you're not drafting a CJ CJ Stroud when you have Fields going into year three on his rookie contract. By the way, Uh, so all of this kind of sets. This is just it was a perfect rebuilding year for Ryan Poles. He has all the chips in front of him now to make whatever moves he thinks he needs to do to fill all these holes and make the Bears competitive again. Right, Alyssa, to to end the years where we're cheering and finding ways to be excited about a losing season, which is what we're doing right now. Right. I mean, the Bears hold all the keys to, again, control free agency, control the draft. Everyone's watching what they're going to do. What is Ryan Poles going to do? Again, the most interesting team in football the second the Super Bowl is over. And it's just like, again, what a weekend for Ryan Poles. And now the question is, what the hell is this man going to do, right? He had a a press conference, I think, today or very, very recently before we recorded, Alyssa. And now we all have to kind of parse through his words a little bit and try to figure out what the hell is the next move with this guy.
0: I mean, you have to give it up for polls. This was a perfectly executed tank since he came in and was hired. You know, he, I think the the first moment I kind of really had confidence in him was when he came down and understood that he needed to tear the entire thing down first and then build it back up. And we, we've seen that this year and that I think hiring Matt Eberflus was a big part of that because, you know, you talked about competitive and, You know, the Bears were competitive this season, but they just lost and it happened. You know, they lost a lot of games by one score and it worked out really perfectly because there were some games where we saw once Justin Fields in the offense, you know, when they were really hitting their stride and averaging 30 over 30 points a game at that point, you know, where they were because the defense was so bad and all the injuries that, you know, we saw like heroic efforts by Fields, but they were still losing. And that was like best case scenario. Right. And, oh, it's like, oh, there we go. Okay. Another loss, another loss. Oh, now we're at nine. Oh, now we have a chance to get the number one overall pick. You kidding me? I mean, it just worked out perfectly because you also have the quarterback. You saw him improve gradually, even as the team kept losing. And I mean, now we're at this point where, like you said, he has the number one overall pick. He controls the draft. The Bears control free agency. I mean, I mean, depending on where you look at, they're expected to have around like 118 million, and the next closest is like 69. So, like, it's almost double. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy, and this is the fun part, right? Because this is where it really begins, and having that number one overall pick and having the quarterback just that number that number one pick is so valuable. If you are a team in the NFL, and there are quite a few. That needs a quarterback. You can go and get your the guy of your choosing. You don't have to trade. You know, you don't have to trade up to number two and take whoever's left over from Houston. No, 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 no. You can go ahead of them and get whoever you want because there's always a darling, right? We'll, we'll see who the consensus number one is. I think at this point it's Bryce Young, right? We'll see what happens because Will Levis is there, C.J. Stroud. I mean. Anthony, Anthony Richardson won't, I don't think he'll be a part of those top quarterbacks, but you know, he's also in the mix. So, I mean, this is going to be a, you're going to see a lot of teams reaching on a quarterback. You have the number one pick you can trade down multiple times and still probably maybe get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, there's so many different scenarios. I'm just like trying to like think of everything and digesting it. I mean, it's going to be very, very fun. And I think, you know, Ryan polls. Uh, is definitely smiling knowing he knows exactly the position that he's in and it's going to be really fun to see where he takes this
1: yeah the greatest rebuild in in nfl history i think that might be hyperbole Alyssa. but yeah we we're still digesting it all and and i think we'll we'll be talking about the number one pick what the bears might do uh for the next several weeks right and, and we're still digesting that and we'll get to that stuff next week we're kind of just reacting in real time here uh I think I know what most fans want the the Bears to do. Um, I think most fans uh, want the Bears to trade back, right? Because it's also the perfect year to have the number one overall pick, right? Unless it's a lot different than last year. When we're at the first five or six picks of defensive players last year in the draft, right? I mean, the first quarterback was Kenny Pickett later in the first round. Teams have been waiting for this draft class, this quarterback draft class. It's going to get silly. It's going to get silly. Teams are going to want that that quarterback. Like you said, whether it's Young, whether it's Stroud, teams are going to want that that player, and they're going to come to the Bears, Ryan Poles, with crazy offers. What's the hall going to be? I think most Bears fans want the they want to see their team trade back, maybe multiple times in the first round, trade back a couple times, get a bunch of picks this year and next year, and in future years, you can get extra first round picks as you go. You can kind of kick that can down the road and, and build your roster that way. I think most Bears fans are kind of united where. We want to trade back. There are other Bears fans that are getting silly. Right? Listen, yeah. this is like, let's just be honest here. It's know. getting silly. Silly. There is another contingent of Bears fans out there who don't think Fields has shown enough yet. They don't think Fields is the guy. They don't think he can throw. Uh, they feel like the team should trade Fields for a haul because think about what could you get for Justin Fields? If you put him on the trade block, you could probably get a lot. Of, like, you could probably get a haul for Justin Fields as well. He might be just as valuable as that number one overall pick because he's got a couple years in the league, and again, he almost broke the NFL rushing record this year. And whether he says he's gonna, he, you know, he's gonna try to stay in the pocket more going forward, Alyssa, he could just—he he won't even try, and he'll get up there again to thousand rushing yards because he's that brilliant when he leaves the pocket. You know what I mean? He won't even try, but he'll still get there. I think. I, I think he will be the guy that breaks that rushing record eventually. It won't be Lamar Jackson, but there is this contingent of Bears fans who has not seen enough from Fields. They'd rather trade him for the Hall, and then draft C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, or or whoever Ryan Poles thinks is the guy. Because again, Ryan Poles inherited Justin Fields. That was a Ryan Pace guy, not a Ryan Poles guy, right? So, what what's your take on that? There's these two. I tend to think with the the former, the, you know the fans that want that think they have the quarterback want to build around the quarterback and think we'll trade back maybe multiple times, build around Justin Fields. That's where I'm at. But there's this other contingent of Bears fans who are like, no, 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 no. Trade Fields and draft Bryce Young. And or let Ryan Poles draft his guy, and that's the best way to build the roster. Both ways build a roster. What's the right way, you think? I think I know wh- which way you're gonna be passionately defending, though.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you get offers uh that, you know, are acceptable to trade back from that number one pick, you have to take it. Like, and if you don't, then then you're messing up because I mean <sighs> The whole thing with Justin Fields, it, it it's infuriating because how many times have the Bears drafted a quarterback, swung, and missed and missed badly? This is the first time that they actually have hit. You know what I mean? Yes. And there have been so many, so many chances where or so many times where they have just messed it up and they've been trying to get the quarterback right for it. it seems like most of this you know, most of the 103 year existence, right? There's only a, like a handful you could count on one hand, the number of just, you know, of, of, good quarterbacks. So, I mean, now you have someone in Justin Fields who has shown you that he's got the tan- the intangibles, he's got the talent and what he was able to do in making NFL history this, this season and doing it with that roster around him. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, it just, it was unfair to, I mean, I think we even talked about this before the season. It was unfair to expect Justin Fields to legitimately, you know, really take a step forward and lead this team to victory because the roster was so deficient and they didn't really even try to build around him and still look what he went out there and did. So now once you go out and you on this, in this off season when Ryan Poles goes out and he starts building this roster around him and if he still isn't taking your team to the next level, I mean, like, that, that's unfair for me to say. He was taking this team to the next level, as high as they could be considering. But if he doesn't take that next step forward once you start getting the talent around him and you're not contending, okay, then maybe we have this conversation. But at this point, with he's been carrying this team on his back The entire year and taking shots. He's the most sacked quarterback in the league. I'm not saying he's perfect. He still has things to work on. Ryan Poles himself even said that Fields needs to get better as a passer. Fields said that he needs to get better as a passer, and that's going to come. That'll come when you get him some protection up front, when you get him someone outside of Darnell Mooney to throw to. You know, we're hoping Chase Claypool really, you know, like you said, let's put. Fields and Claypool and Mooney and Cole Komet and whoever other was Bayless Jones and whoever else is coming in, put them on an Island and let them just, you know, go to town. Right. That's the right. Really get season, that yes. chemistry down. <laughs> so, I mean, I just, I think it's unfair. I mean, at this point, there's no guarantee that Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or Will Levis or whoever is better than Justin Fields. You you don't know that. I mean, and how, ha- and we've seen a number of times, the last being Mitchell Trubisky, when the bears traded up and got him, it just doesn't work out. So, and then you look at fields and he's a star and now it's your job to build around him and for him and to develop him. And then, you know, once you do that, this team can be very, very good.
1: Yep. There's no doubt about it. And of course, Ryan Poles, he's throwing uh, some gasoline on the fire a little bit for these, you know, these bears fans (laughs) that are on that, that crazy side of it, Alyssa, right. They want to move on from fields for some reason. Uh, he was asked about that. Would you pick a quarterback? Number one overall. And, and Paul said, quote, I'd have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of a decision. So Poles doesn't shoot it down. He doesn't say, no, 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 no. We have our guy. We're going to build around Justin Fields here. Uh, he stopped short of saying that. And that, you know, that could get the fan base, that section of the fan base, Alyssa, getting a little get a little silly with their takes. Right. And this is what we're going to be dealing with throughout the offseason. But you know what? It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to it to a sense, but I know it's going to drive you crazy.
0: Oh, it definitely is. And and that quote already seeing it going around and how people are framing it like, come on now, don't be silly. Of course (laughs) he had to say that he had polls had to say that that is the best answer that he could have given. Cause before he was asked that question and before he gave that response, he was going on and on about Justin Fields and how impressed he was with him. And 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 bas- and he was asked, is he your starting quarterback? And he said, Yeah. Like, I mean, he already confirmed it there, but again, he's still gonna say, Yes, we have to go through the motions. We're gonna, we're gonna evaluate everybody like we do. You know, you have to keep a little, you have to have a little air of mystery, right? Because you want to drive the, the price of that pickup higher. Because most people most teams know the bears aren't aren't drafting a quarterback, right? But you know, it's not gonna help polls to come right out there and be like, no, nope, we're not doing that, right? You want to make that a little bit more enticing. So I mean, yeah, it's silly. I mean, it's something that, you know, even before, I think before the finale, um, you know, hearing people kind of talk about that, I'm like, oh, goodness, this is going to be one of those off seasons. Now that the Bears have the number one pick and now that Bryce Young is up there, CJ Stroud, I mean, now we're going to hear, you're going to hear a faction of people and other media, probably national Like, I think it was like Tannenbaum was already saying that the Bears should uh, trade fields and take a quarterback. Of course he would, Tannenbaum. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, no. Like, talk to me when you've been in the Bears organization or been covering them and you've seen, you know, what feel, you know, what's actually happening. Because a lot of that, a lot of the talk is coming out of, you know, for like fair weather NFL fans, right? They're just kind of watching from the sidelines or reading box scores and reading little stats on Twitter. No, take the time to actually watch this season. I've watched the entire season. And Bears fans, no. I mean, Justin's the guy. Poles talked about him like he's the guy. That's the only thing that matters right now. And, you know, you really hope, though, and I'm, I'm you really hope that Poles really set, sat Fields down and had a conversation and kind of let him know, don't listen to what I'm going to say. You know, you're our guy. I have to, I have to do this. This is part of being a GM. So ignore what I'm going to say publicly. Here's what I'm saying privately to you. You are our franchise quarterback. We're moving forward with you. And it is what it is.
1: Now I like that question. Is is Field your quarterback? No, no. We kind of liked what we saw from Nathan in in Week 18. We (laughs) might move forward. Yeah. Now the thing with the thing with polls is, you know, a lot of people, Alyssa, will we probably overuse this analogy, right? It's like we're playing chess; they're playing checkers. That that (laughs) analogy. Well, polls plays poker, and we've said that throughout the year, right? And going back to last offseason, that man plays poker. He knows how to hold the cards. He knows how to play the game, and that's what he's doing. He's playing the game uh, with those comments about Justin Fields. I would be absolutely like floored floored absolutely floored if they traded justin fields they're not going to do it now it's a fun topic to talk about i know you hate it alissa i kind of like it it's a fun topic i don't think there's any it's not based in reality at all uh but it is a fun topic to to, uh, to and, you know we'll keep annoying you throughout the offseason talking about it some more uh but yeah no uh, it's he's doing what he has to do he's holding the cards and yeah you you put it perfectly he can't just say no justin's our guy we're definitely not drafting a quarterback He's got to drive the value up for that number one overall pick that he's probably going to trade uh, and trade for a massive haul, which I can't wait to see what that is. So uh, there it is. Did anything else jump out at you from that presser uh, with with polls? Alyssa, I think that article is on Bears Wire. It's coming out. I think that one got posted right around when this episode's going to drop polls mentioned David Montgomery. He wants Montgomery back. He also defended Chase Claypool, who has now costed the bears the number 32 overall pick because they traded their own second rounder. Uh, There's a team that is not picking in the first round this year, right? There's a team that forfeited their first round pick. So there's only 31 picks in the first round. So now chase Claypool ends up costing the bears number 32 overall, which is wow. Um, That is an expensive price to pay for a receiver. You didn't really get a lot of production out of. You're only hoping that he does better next year. What, what jumped out at you? And I'm sure we'll be, We'll be covering these topics more in depth as we go here this month. But what jumped out at you from uh, Pouls' presser other than him, you know, basically naming Nathan Peterman his quarterback going forward? Uh, <laughs> what else jumped out at you?
0: Oh, that's funny. Um, like you said, I think um, the Chase Claypool thing, because, you know, obviously I think Claypool has been a point of contention since he joined Chicago um, since he was traded here. And now when you look at the fact that that pick that they traded to the Steelers is now a first round pick because the dolphins forfeited their first round pick. I mean, it's not a good look and I'm not going to sit here and defend it right now because it it doesn't look good, but I will say that this was a move that was not made for the 2022 season. It was made for 2023. So if we're, you know, when you look at the free agent market, there wasn't a, you know, some, uh, there wasn't really a great group of top, Receivers that are going to be hitting the open market, so Polls felt like he had to go and get someone like Claypool. So, I mean, I don't really fault the decision to do that. When you look to 2023, now it, when we get to 2023, and if these same things are happening, then obviously yes, it's a cause for concern, and then we can start saying that the Steelers won the trade. Right? I mean, at this at this point, it doesn't look good. But you know, listening to Polls, you know, of course he was asked about Claypool, and you know. It sounds like he's really backing the move and he's really backing Chase. Uh, he was saying, uh, quote, I'm not blinking at that one at all. That's what he told uh, Chase. And he thinks that he's that, that Claypool is really going to help this team moving forward in this offense. You know, when you look at the receiver group at this point, you know, it's Mooney, it's Claypool, it's Equinania St. Brown, who signed an extension, and Bayless Jones. Obviously, they need to add to that group. Probably through the draft is going to be where you really see that in some uh, and some here and there in free agency. But yeah, I mean, Claypool is going to need to be a huge part of this offense moving forward. And like we've mentioned a couple times already, you know, this offseason is going to be huge for him and for really locking down this or for really understanding and getting this getting this offense down, which I mean, we 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 saw how long it kind of took these players who had been learning it since April, you know, to really start to get in the groove of things. And you know, Chase has only been here a couple months um or a you know, little like a month and a half if Um, so, you know, he's got, he's got to get that down and also the, um, the rapport with Justin Fields. So we'll see that. And then obviously David Montgomery, like you mentioned, I think, you know, I mean, I I feel like most Bears fans, or at least, you know, it's leaning more heavily in towards bringing back David Montgomery next year. And, you know, Ryan Poles definitely wants to do that. That's what he mentioned. You know, he said that he really wants to bring Montgomery back, but again, just like with the Roquan thing, which he actually kind of brought that situation up it's going to come down to, can they find common ground on a contract? And, you know, this, this free agent group of running backs, there are some big names there. So I don't know if Montgomery would, I don't think he'd get a big contract from a team, but I don't know. We will see, you know, the bears are are certainly going to be hoping for a hometown discount and Montgomery made it clear that he would like to be back in Chicago, but we'll see what happens with that. He did give Justin Fields a hug when he was leaving Uh, the locker room on Monday and people are like, "Uh Oh, you know, it kind of seems like date, you know, Montgomery is, he's uncertain about his future, but he really does want to be back in Chicago. So we'll see how that pans out. That's definitely a storyline worth monitoring. And I think the the other thing uh, that stood out was listening to polls talk about the offensive line. Uh, And there were two names that he mentioned uh, specifically and chose to praise their performance and talk about them. And that was, Uh, right guard Tevin Jenkins and rookie left tackle Braxton Jones. I mean, because when you look at that group, I mean, that offensive line is going to be overhauled like almost completely, if not maybe completely, we don't know. But I did find it noteworthy that he did name those two guys. You know, he said that Braxton Jones still has a long way before he really hits his ceiling, but he was really impressed with what the rookie was able to do this year. And Tevin Jenkins making that move to right guard. I mean, that, that was a great move for him. Obviously, I think the injuries are a concern with him at this point. But looking at the offensive line, I think those are the two guys that, you know, have the best chance of being on this, you know, of being on the starting lineup, you know, heading into week one of 2023 with with Braxton. I don't even know. Maybe that's not at left tackle, you know, right. We've seen that they're going to move players around to where they fit best. So, I mean, obviously, the offensive line is going to be a big focal point uh, heading into the offseason here.
1: Yeah. We've been waiting for polls, the former offensive lineman to, uh, to address that, that part of the the team. So I'm sure we're going to see it this off season and, you know, Montgomery really good bear, uh, you know, would love to see him back. I know the team does have leverage against him, right? Because they have Khalil Herbert here waiting in the wings to be the lead back. So it'll be interesting to see how those, uh, negotiations go. And, um, again, chase Claypool, hard to evaluate him. Now I would just, My advice to Bears fans would be just to ignore what the Steelers do at number 32. Just ignore it. Just don't even just when they're picking, just go. It'll be the first pick of day two, right? So just turn on the draft late. Don't even watch it. Just like no, or have a bathroom break or something when the Steelers are picking. They're going to nail that pick. It's the Steelers. They always seem to do. They're going to nail it. They're going to pick someone great. And just don't do yourself. You know, that's just going to be poison. Just don't do it. Just ignore it. The Bears are going to have plenty of draft picks when they trade back for number one, which we think they're going to do. And just focus on that. Don't don't focus on the Steelers. It's going to be painful. But again, it's hard to evaluate Chase Claypool, right? Let's evaluate Chase Claypool after he has a year with the team. He learns the playbook. And again, we we, we could make a TV show out of this, a reality TV show like like Love Island with Justin Fields and Chase Claypool. We're going to put them <laughs> on a deserted island, Alyssa, and he's just going to throw footballs to Chase Claypool for uh, a month on a deserted I'd island. Yeah, I would too. I would too. Come on. Justin field shirtless throwing the chase Claypool. Come on. Who would have watched that <laughs> love Island with fields. It, if
0: anything, Ryan, maybe we get hard knocks. <laughs> because, like that I've would been be thinking think about that ooh, ooh, because you know, good. now you can't turn it down because the bears haven't made the playoffs in two years. They don't have a first year head coach. If you're the NFL, please tell me, tell me oh. what other team you would like to cover. That oh has my to God. Do it, the, the I love it.
1: I love that. Oh, they got to be I hard knocks. That would be great. Oh my gosh, we could break down every episode. Then we could get that. Oh, we that could would have be.
0: the fields. To, we could have the fields to Claypool, you know, throwing sessions. It won't be on an island. Because,
1: <laughs> Again, <laughs> you know, we'll I'm, I'm, course, I'm still pu- I'm pushing for that. I, I want it on an island. I do. <laughs> I, I want it on a deserted tropical island. Fields and whoever wants to come. Uh, any other receivers? you you know, even even Pringle if he wants to come. I don't know, whatever. But Chase Claypool and Fields will be the stars of that of that show and i want to see it so but yeah no oh gosh yeah i'm gonna i you just completely i'm floored over here alyssa i want hard knocks now that's all i want want in life that's all i want all i wanted was the number one pick last weekend and now (laughs) all i want is hard knocks oh my gosh that would be amazing (laughs) and we could see like a little bit behind the scenes with this ryan Poles, who we we really can't figure out which is what makes this so exciting heading into the offseason we don't know what he's going to do um yeah we all have this and we'll get to this point here later, you know, in future episodes, but we all have this vision that Poles is going to turn the bears around overnight and they're going to be a contender next year, and I just don't think that's reality, and I think he might have a, a longer range view that most bears fans might want and might want to believe you know, with all this capital in front of him, you think, oh my gosh, they're going to be they're going to be there next year, and it's like that might not be the case they next year could be disappointing, you know what I mean? like we might not just arrive. That's not how it typically works in the NFL. Uh, so what's Ryan well, Poles look going at, to do? Look
0: at the Jaguars, right? Look at them this year. I don't point. know. I, yeah? I feel like I didn't expect the Bears to like go win 13 games next year. But if Poles does this right with all of the resources that he has and having a franchise quarterback on a rookie deal and seeing how Iberflus gets this team ready like in the effort that they play with, I mean, I want to at least see them contending for the playoffs. Like if they're not in that conversation, they need to be in the hunt until the very end. And hopefully they sneak in there. That'd be fun. But I mean, there's no excuse for them to have. We can't have a repeat of this year, but have them contending for the playoffs next year. I will be happy.
1: No, I think that's a good comp. I like I like the Jaguars comp because it starts a little rough, right? It's not great at the beginning, but they make a run. You win. You you get to eight wins, you have a chance to get to nine wins and make the playoffs. I think you know that's a good comp. I I think you nailed it, Alyssa. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I would expect next season. I don't expect the Bears to come out there and be like you know twelve, thirteen win team. I just if that happens, that would be amazing. (laughs) I just not like (laughs) uh, I'm going to hold myself back from going there. I think some Bears fans might have a hard time doing that. I'm going to hold myself back on the expectations. I think. Uh, th- this is this feels like a build that's going to take a couple years to get there before the Bears are really competing, but competing for the playoffs in the hunt, I think that's fair for next year. But these are these are all topics we're going to get to. Uh, it just you know we've arrived, Alyssa. Again, what, this like we said right off the jump, we've arrived. It's on to twenty twenty three, and I'm here for it. I can't wait for uh, to see where this ride takes us, and hopefully, it takes us right to Hard Knocks. I think that's a perfect point. It's a perfect way to go.
0: I want it so bad. Me I too. mean, that'd just be so much fun because. I mean, the Bears have, you know, historically kind of kept things really in-house. And there hasn't been a lot of behind-the-scenes kind of stuff that we've seen. So, I mean, I feel like Bears fans would love it. You have Justin Fields. That's enough in itself. And like you mentioned, I would love to see Ryan Poles uh, more behind the scenes as well. I just think that would be really, really interesting. And, yeah, I mean, give that to me. This can be a fun offseason. Like, I don't – like, I have more uh, energy, (laughs) I think, now in the – heading into the off season and more excitement than during you know, the season. I think once we hit like, you know, losing five games, I was like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> this could be rough, <laughs> but it should be pretty fun.
1: I mean, I'm rejuvenated again. It is probably that perfect weekend of football for bears fans. Like, I don't know how <laughs> it was a perfect weekend. Uh, and what could get you ready for this off season? Other than what just transpired in week 18, it was perfect. Uh, can't wait to see where it takes us. We're on to 2023. Alyssa, we'll be back next week uh to continue trying to figure out what Ryan Poles is going to do. I'm here for it. Uh to our our listeners, thanks for hanging on. We appreciate you and we'll catch you next week.
0: Bear down. And thanks, lovey.